Welcome to the show. My name is Sean Davis. I happen to be your humble host of the Revolution Podcast. And joining me as always, my hostess with the most is my beautiful wife. Her name is... Just Jen. And you're along with us. We talk about life balance. We talk about the ULA lifestyle framework. ULA is a personal development company focused on balanced living in seven key areas. Faith, family, friends, fitness, field, fun, and finance, the seven F's of life. And it is said that if you are living in balance in those seven key areas, living a life of growth and purpose, you are living your ooh-la-la life. Or in short, Jennifer, you are living your ooh-la life. The ooh-la life, which we all aspire to live. Now, Mm -hmm. get this. What? ULA, being a personal development company, they have this lifestyle framework. They want to bring this lifestyle, this digital e-learning lifestyle framework to a billion people over the next seven years. Imagine a billion people living their ULA life. Yes. Wouldn't that be awesome? That's going to be awesome. It will be awesome. And we are playing a role in that, which is part of the reason why we do this podcast. We want to bring people on who have stories to share about balanced living and the ULA lifestyle framework and what it's done to transform their life. Yeah. And then we share it with a bunch of strangers and then hopefully they want to live their ULA life with us all. Stranger danger. That's what you always said to me. Are we supposed to be scared of strangers? I'm not scared. You're not scared? No. Then I won't be scared either. <laughs> and we'll share this ULA lifestyle framework with the masses. Um, Wait, strangers are friends you haven't met yet. Oh, look at you. You even said that with a smile. <laughs> you got your cute like glasses on and you said it with a smile. You're like strangers or friends you haven't met yet. When, when do I ever say anything without a smile? Um, when you're correcting how fast I was going on the freeway. Oh, you yeah. don't, you're not smiling then. No. <laughs> you're not. No, never. When when I try to pray when I'm driving and you go, why are your eyes closed? <laughs> oh my gosh. You're not smiling then. You can't do that. It was a moment. You caught me in one moment. It was a long blink. Give me a break here. Well, or maybe when you're texting while you're driving. Jennifer. There are some things. You know what? It's, it's all about My car drives itself. What? It does. You mean my car? No. Well, Yeah. Okay, it doesn't drive itself. Your car that I drive more than you drives itself. No. It does. I think we have It's a Tesla. Yeah, but I think we have um, uh, a theme here with your driving. What is the driving? There's no theme here. When you drive, I do not smile. What? Right. Why? Because my- It's fun. You're going so fast, my face is like backwards. No. Like on a roller coaster. How do you make your face go backwards? That'd be weird. Well, like your- What do your teeth look like if your face is backwards? Like a horse when the horse sticks his mouth out the window. (laughs) And their lips go blah, 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 blah. I can't uh, smile. You just gave me the best visual. I'm just trying to keep my mouth closed so I don't the, eat bugs. The cheeks flapping in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a puppy. I forgot what we were talking about. 
We certainly weren't talking about my driving. I know that. We were talking about living our best ULA lives. All right. So, um, well, let's have some fun. If we didn't already have some fun, I want to tell some jokes. Before we get to our interview guest, we're going to bring on Lisa Gardner, and I'll tell you about her in a second. But okay. before we get there, let's do joke time. I'm ready for joke time. All right. I'll let you go first. Okay. Here we here go. Here we go. What do you call a pig that does karate? Uh, I know this. I've seen this. What do you call a pig that does karate? Something bacon, fancy bacon, fast bacon, th- badass bacon, <laughs> um, volatile bacon, angry bacon, um, karate chop bacon, karate uh, self-defense bacon. It's going to be one of those that makes do, me feel silly. Do, Go. Do, what is it? Do. What's the answer? A pork chop. <laughs> like only your favorite thing in the whole wide world. I'm not happy. (laughs) I am. I'm not happy. That was not funny. It's always I should have known that one. I I don't like it when I don't know the ones that I should know. You very rarely know my jokes because they're so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That they are, young lady. That they are. All right. You ready for mine? I'm so ready. Here we go. I have a joke about time travel, but I'm not going to share it because you guys didn't like it. Huh? <laughs> well, what happened there? I had a joke about time travel, but I'm not going to share it because you guys didn't like it. Whatever you just said just really hurt my head. I don't Why? Even, I, don't, I can't even <laughs> comprehend what came out of your mouth. That was not funny. I'm glad you thought it was funny. Oh, I thought it was funny. Do you get it? No. How do you not get it? Because it's making me think and I don't want to think. I have a joke about time travel, so I said it. I already shared it and then I came back. See, I traveled in time and then I came back. That's why it was funny. I'm not laughing. Oh, I can tell. I won that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yes, you did. You won that joke off. I will give you that one. All right, let's get into our interview, Jen. I've got Lisa Gardner coming on to talk about how she utilizes the ULA framework to change her life and the remarkable transformation that she went through. And I'm not going to spoil anything. I want her to come on and share it all of herself, but I'm going to call her up and get her on the phone and let's hear from Lisa directly. You ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. All right. I'm happy to say I've got Lisa Gardner on the line. Welcome to the Revolution Podcast, Lisa. How are you today? Hello, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm oh, so good. We, oh, excellent. We're, we're, we're doing uh, awesome as well, and we're just excited to chat with you. For the benefit of our audience, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where you live? Tell us a little bit about your family. So my name is Lisa Gardner. I live in Lexington, Kentucky. I've actually been born and raised here. I've been a lot of places in life, but I love Kentucky like no other. So we have all four seasons. It's beautiful here. I just love it. Um, I work at the University of Kentucky as an administrative assistant, and and that's actually where I met my husband. So we've been married for four years now, and he is the liver transplant coordinator also here at the University of Kentucky. So we met here, and we see each other at work every once in a while, but (laughs) um, together, he had two boys when I met him, so I'm a stepmom to a 20-year-old and a 15-year-old. And then we have uh, two dogs named Cash and Karma. Oh, so we always need good Cash, and we always need good Karma. Oh yes, my God, those I are the be- those are the best dogs' names, Cash Super and cute. Karma. I like it. They're so cute. Oh. So I just love them to death. Now, uh, the only thing, so when you say Kentucky, the first thing that comes to mind, 
is the Kentucky Derby. Have you ever been? Yes. Ooh. Okay, so I've been to the Derby twice. And then we are gearing up for Saturday to have a Derby party because that's what you do in Kentucky. <laughs> so we actually call it Gardner Downs. And there's games and bingo and dice games and food and all Kentucky food. So there's like, I mean, we're making hot browns and all the Kentucky things. Everything is bourbon infused Ooh. because that's what you do in Kentucky. That's what you do so. in Kentucky. You have a good time <laughs> yes. in Kentucky. It sounds like we're headed to Kentucky. I know. I was just going to say, <laughs> I, what time do we need to be there? I heard food and I, I'm on my way. Jen is a foodie, so yes. she heard food. She's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yes, that. Absolutely. I mean, dice games, competition. Like, I, you know yeah. me. I love that kind of I stuff. I think we need hats. We need to. Oh, you need to <laughs> yep, dress up. Hats. You, yes. I Jen, yep, Jen needs to. <laughs> you, you, I can just see you now, beautiful. Like she don't wear dresses, but like when she does, I'll, it's like I'll an occasion. It yeah. is an occasion. Yes, and I can yes. just see you in a beautiful flowy dress and a beautiful hat. And I got this. Yep. You got it. <laughs> That's well, awesome. Because I'm hosting. Because I'm hosting, and and you know, you get busy and stuff, and your hat flies off. I have uh, <laughs> made head fixtures for like every year. So that way they stay on, oh. but they look like a hat. So that way, you know, <laughs> that is you can awesome. Still be a host and be mobile on this thing and not poke somebody's eye out. So <laughs> I'm loving it. I mean, the hats in Kentucky can get really big. Yes. So. I Derby's can picture thing. it now. I, I, I've never been to the Derby. I've never been to Kentucky, but I would love to go sometime. Oh, it just seems like an to, event. We should take the Airstream out there. Yes, Gypsy. Yes. yes. We should take yes. Gypsy the I Airstream. Heard, I heard Dave on one of the Ula things the other day talk about how Kentucky was like a surprise place for him when he came here because like he had an impression of it and it was like, knock your socks off beautiful here. Wow. And it really is like it's, it's nothing like you see on TV. It's like, it's so beautiful. It's green. It's lush. There's horse farms and there's fences everywhere. And it's so pretty here. Mm. Even when it snows, it's still so pretty here. So like Kentucky just, honestly, it's the best. I love it. Yeah. Well, thinking about this whole, you know, 1B7 initiative, Jen and, Jen and I just talked about it. I said, listen, this is what we're going to have to do because seriously, like sooner rather than later, we're going to have a whole bunch of friends all over the country. And so we need to make plans about a year out, maybe two years out where we're going to do a tour across America yes, and Gypsy. Yes. And we're going to come meet all of our new friends yes. that we've made because of 1B7. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, put Kentucky on your list. It's on the list already. I just oh, put it she down. just wrote it down. <laughs> you, that means you had me at all four seasons. Yes, I was like, yes. oh, we always are looking for places that actually have all four seasons. And as soon as Jen writes it down, yeah. it's going to happen. Like so it's I just, it down. it's just the thing that happens when she writes it down. It's in concrete. It's like That's solidified. That's like a thing. That's why you should write down your dreams and your goals because they will happen. Absolutely. Is that why you doodle so much? Yeah, that's all my dreams <laughs> and goals and like gibberish. Only I can understand it. <laughs> See, Jen, yeah. Jen, Jen needs to physically be doing something because she's got ADD. Like, so she'll sit here and I'll be, I'll be on the radio and you should see it, it should, we should make an NFT out of it. It should be artwork, <laughs> Jennifer. It you, is. Like she'll have a thousand little doodles. She'll write her name 55 times on there and then she'll write my name and then she'll write Jen plus Sean on there and then she'll write hearts <laughs> yeah. and then she'll do flowy eyes and flowy teas. Are you really paying attention like that? Sometimes. I mean, that's so cute though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, we're here to talk about ULA. Yeah. We're talking about the ULA life. Yeah. And so I, I'm just curious. Okay, so this whole life balance, you know, this whole 1B7 initiative, you know, to help bring 
you know, a positive, encouraging impact to a billion people with a lifestyle framework of living a life of balance, growth, yes. and purpose. So that's, that's whoa, look at, look at how I can rattle that off now, you, Jen. Yeah, I've had some great. practice. That just, it just flows Good. now. Flowing. But I want to know your ULA origin story. So where did ULA first get introduced to you? Well, Dave and Troy, the authors of the ULA books, uh, they were in Lexington, Kentucky. So I was fortunate to have a Young Living affiliation um, that um, knew the guys, and they came to the gym we were uh, going to. So um, it was an all-ladies gym, and I was going there because my life needed all the fixing. So I started with something I could control, like going to the gym, and... So I heard I heard the guys speak there, and then they were actually doing another Young Living event the next week, and then they had Lapalooza the week after that. So I got them like three times in like two weeks. So it was kind of it was kind of whirlwind with with the whole Ula thing. So, um, but yeah, so they spoke at the gym, and I like the, the gym owner had given us the books and stuff because she was living her you know her Ula life and. And wanted her members to also have, you know, the opportunity to read the book and meet the guys. So when I read the book, I was like, this is exactly what I needed. It's like a blueprint. Like, it's so simple. It's not easy because the last couple of years have not been easy. But it's so simple because, like, you just have to make these steps and do the things to get the life like that you want. Like, it's so not complicated. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. There's nothing that's revolutionary about the content. I think the way that they've organized it, the simplicity of how they've organized it, and then the additional discussions of, you know, blockers and accelerators. I mean, you put it all together, the hub, the valve, the wheel, the path, you know, all of it. I, I just think it's, it's, it's not easy, but it is a simple framework. But see, here's the challenge, I think, for most people. If they don't have something that they're plugging their life in, it's almost like a, you know, with us, Jen and I have four boys, and, you know, we loved doing, okay, now stand on the doorway here. Okay, let's measure your height. Okay, here's a mark, you know, and then the next, you know, six months later, we're measuring it again to see how, how far they had grown. And I, I look at ULA as a lifestyle framework to measure your life against. Where are you? Where's your growth at in faith and family and fitness and friends and field and fun and finance and all that good stuff? And so if you don't have something like that, I just feel like you're just at the, at the, the drift, you know, like you're just letting life dictate which way you blow, you know, yeah. and it's just not and, good. And, and that's kind of where I was at that time. Um, so um, I was like 34-ish years old, and you, I was in a place where things were falling apart, so you can't really see, you know, you're not very optimistic when, like, your worlds are crumbling around you, when you're super overweight, you're unhealthy, um, you know, I was pretty much broke. Um, my relationship was in terrible, you know, position at that point. Um, we had, I'd actually moved back into my mom's house. Um, like with my clothes and trash bags, because that's, you know, where our relationship was at that point, we just, you know, hit a huge like point of everything is not working. So we just really had to, you know, I mean, it was like, I thought, I feel like sometimes maybe I was looking for something and God said, here's Ula. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) like go now go to work. I gave it to you, you know, like, but I really had to, I wouldn't have appreciated this journey and where I am now if my life hadn't been such in 
a terrible position in. Like, and then to now have used this framework over the last five years, like five years ago, I couldn't imagine this life. I mean, like from, from then to now is completely insane with the things that we get to do, how we live. I mean, like the, the service work that we get to do. I mean, people that know me personally know I'm like dying to get on an airplane because I just want to go to Honduras because we do medical missions there. And I'm like, they won't let us in. Um, so like, that's all I want to do is like go to and help these people and do this work there. But like, I would have never imagined that five years ago. I mean, I, I didn't have, you know, I was barely being able to pay my car payment and feed myself at 34 years old, but I was feeding myself something because I was almost 400 pounds, you know, but you just can't see outside of that, that cycle of this is my life. I don't know how to fix it. So I'm just going to keep doing it because I don't know what to do. So I think that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest revelation through this whole, you know, kind of ULA journey is just the acknowledgement mm-hmm. that so few people have great examples of what, living a life of balance, growth, and purpose looks like. I mean, what, what you know, in today's society, it's just so challenging because, for example, you know, in social media and in uh, TV and Netflix and stuff like that, you know, a family like the Kardashians is, are, are held up, oh, but yeah. so few people can relate to that. That's just not even close to being relatable to, right? So no. now, now take a look. Now, whether it's a sitcom or whatever, I, I challenge anybody to try to find a really good example of what a wholesome, balanced, family, faith-filled, you know, yeah. relationship yeah. looks like. And so if you, if, you, if you didn't have that personally, you have no idea where to go to try to live a life like that. Where would you even begin? That's what I love about the framework is that it gives you a beginning place. It gives you a measurement and a beginning place from where you can then assess where am I? It's not who I am. It's just where I am. And then what do I want to change about it? And and what is that path to get there? It's simple, but it's not easy. Absolutely. So that's what in 2016, um, like I said, we were slightly broken up at the time, but still kind of talking because, I mean, we did get married later. Um, the story ends well there. Um, but they were having a two-day Ulapalooza in Lexington. And so I bought the tickets and I was like, hey, you can either come to this or not. But, like, this book makes sense. You know, like, I have to fix my life and I have to fix things that are for me. And I have to do things for me and you have to do things for you before we can come together if we even want to fix a relationship. So we went to this two day thing and was like, he's like, this makes a lot of sense too. Like these are practical goals without like, it's, it's very, um, he, he thinks I'm very into girly things all the time. Cause I'm always crafting and making things or, or I have, I'm, I'm prepping for this derby and I have to make, you know, like 27 different desserts. Like I can't just do one. So he was like, are you sure, are you sure? Like, this is not like a girl thing. And I was like, no, like these guys wrote this book. So come on. So it totally made sense to him too, that it was just simple ways of being able to, to, you know, people sometimes know the situation that they're in, but they really don't evaluate it because they've lived in that cycle and that's what they know that they're, they're comfortable there. And so you say you want to change and you say you want to improve these things, but are your actions aligning with your words? So this is no. where this was such a nice process of 
really just sitting down and saying, these are the things that I want. And now what do I actually have to do to go get them? And, and not a system. I think, I, I think sometimes we always like, Oh, I want to do this and do that. And I want to, I want to buy a new house and buy a new car and get a new job. And you try to do it all at once. And then you fail all of these things. It's so designed to where, what's your one thing? What is the one thing right now that is going to change that you can change, that you can work on, that you can do to change the course of this situation. And then you watch it snowball when you increase your, when you increase your, you know, your health, think about the things that that does, you know, for you personally, how it affects your family when you're cooking better meals, providing better, you know, nutritional options. When you stop spending to keep up with the Kardashians, think you think about, I can use this money to, to buy that new car instead of, going out and financing it. I can pay for it at one time. I can, you know, save up to buy a house. I can, I'll actually have a down payment and not have to pay all of these extra insurances and mortgages and all these adulty things I never knew about until the last couple of years. <laughs> I mean, I've bought two houses in four years now, which is also crazy. I think that's a testament to focus and intention, right? Like it's like yeah. you have this framework under which now you can process, okay, what do I want and then build a plan to go after it. You know, it's been a journey of, I met the guys in 2016 and now it's 2021, it's been five years. You also have to stop and evaluate where you came from. You know, you remember that, but you have to look at all the progress that we came from, from those five years, because sometimes you get discouraged when things aren't working now. But look at, we started in a rental home in the worst neighborhood in the in city, you know? And then we bought our first home and then I'm trying to make third of a million dollar trendy. Why is that not a thing? <laughs> There's half million, quarter million. Why is third of a million not a thing? You know? Oh, like, I love that. And, and it's, and I don't say that, you know, I, I say it humbly to say that we could barely afford our $750 rent five years ago. That's... To, we just bought a, we just bought a third of a million dollar home in the nicest neighborhood in town because we changed the way we were living. Yes. And you, and you changed the way you were thinking. Yep. I said, I said in another ULA group last night, we were doing a a team training. You know, the, the difference was we didn't get different jobs over the last five years. We didn't, we didn't suddenly get a raise. We didn't get promotions. We're still, I've been in the same job for 20 years. He's been in the same job for 11 years now. We didn't get new jobs. We just changed the way we looked at things and dealt with the money that we had. That's a huge, so. huge point right there. And I think that there's a lot of people that will be listening that that uh, that's going to give them hope. I think that there's a lot of people that are in a situation where financially they feel very, very stuck, very overwhelmed, uh, very little hope for change. And you, you're a living testament of the fact that if you apply these principles and and live it, start to focus on what's being taught and what is said and what is given as an example through that framework, especially in the areas of finance, especially in the area of fitness Mm -hmm. and faith. I mean, if you worked on finances, fitness and faith, imagine how transformative your life would be just in those three areas, let alone four more areas, you know? Yeah, and it's such a snowball effect because we because we did things with, you know, financially, we can afford the luxuries that we want instead of 
you know, and actually afford them and not just charge them and have astronomical debts that you paid minimum payments on to keep, to keep the accounts alive every month because you were trying to live this lifestyle but couldn't afford it then. I mean, we actually afford it now and, and, and do it earnestly. So, like, the, the things that you work for and actually get, like, when you want, like, material things, like, they're so much more, like, like, joyful because you're like, I earned this. I did this. I worked for this. Like, it wasn't something that I just did because I could, but even though I shouldn't, I could. There's a lot of things we can and do, but we shouldn't. I mean, I think it, I think it creates a guilt free purchase is what it does. Because when you've done it the right way, there, there isn't some guilt that I've overextended myself or some guilt or remorse. Mm -hmm. Oh, can I afford the payment or the stress of having the commitment or any of that other Mm -hmm. stuff? It's like, you know, I, I did it. I earned it. I got it. I paid for it. It's mine. And now I don't have to have any guilt associated with it. Yeah. And it's just a huge, it's like, it's a huge, like stress reliever because you're not like, how am I going to pay this at the end of the month? Or I got this, but I shouldn't have. So how am I going to, um, you know, like when you don't have the stresses of things like that, like it frees you up to do things that you want to do because I mean, a lot of people do what they feel like they have to do and not a lot of people are doing what they want to do. So that's where this journey has been really nice because we're in a point now where we get to do a lot of what we want to do minus government restrictions yeah. <laughs> of travel. Yeah. <laughs> of travel ban. So now yeah, one, um, one question, you know, like I think one of the most powerful parts of the, of the framework is when you talk about a life of balance, growth and purpose, you know, you talk about the seven S faith, family, funds, friends, fun, feel fine, whatever. They just rattled <laughs> off there. You know what I mean? But so, uh, yeah. but I think it's a blocker discussion. I think, you know, when people understand that their life is being held back by blockers such as fear or guilt or envy or self-sabotage or you know you know what I mean like so like what was the biggest blocker you were struggling with that was preventing you from moving forward in your life in a positive way strong combination of fear and self-sabotage because I was fearful of being of realizing my truth I just kept living and trying to keep up with this lifestyle that I didn't really have, um, but I didn't want people to know that I didn't have it. So I kept in this perpetual cycle of, you know, poor spending habits, poor health, poor decisions, um, which is self-sabotage because when sometimes you're like, I know I shouldn't, but again, I do, it's, you're just sabotaging your own situation when you don't have to, um, you know, like, like people don't care as much as you think they do, like about you know, what you have or what kind of house you live in or what you drive or like what you're wearing today. Like people don't care these are things that we've done to ourselves. And I mean, like, you don't know what I have on right now. We're, we're <laughs> thousands of miles away. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, so I think when you, you know, when you get over the fear of what other people think and just actually realize some of your truths, you can stop sabotaging yourself. And go live some truth, even though it's kind of ugly, it hurts. You know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, this wasn't a pain-free journey. Well, you know, you think the pain was bad then. The five years of work to get you here is also painful. Yes, absolutely. It's there, it so takes work. Worth it. it does. It, it takes work. It's worth it, though. So what was the most challenging part of the journey 
for you as you reflect back over the last five years of the life change? I mean, I, I celebrate you. It's awesome. And you did struggling to, to have 750 bucks a month in rent paid consistently. Now you're buying your own house and, you know, you're living your best life. So what, what was the most challenging part of the transformation for you? I think, I think the overall challenging part of, I had to look at the whole picture um, and it's still, it's still a struggle. Like even now um, is, has been our health journey because we were both over 400 pounds each. And so while you're trying to work overtime and you're trying to manage your finances and you're trying to fix a broken relationship with all these emotional issues and you're trying to fix all these other things, sometimes you put your health on the back burner, still a challenge, even though we've lost a ton of, we've lost 400 pounds together. We lost the whole one of us at, the, at that point. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, that's no small feat. I know yeah. that that's a yeah, huge endeavor. Right. But I think, I think just trying to be, you know, like, you know, as you, as you work longer shifts and you eat convenience or you work, you know, you work 15 hours today to make overtime, you know, to pay off these bills. The last thing you want to do is go home and cook, you know, a nutritious meal. And then like, why do these kids have to eat every day? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, why? Like, you know, so so that's been one of the bigger struggles for us is trying to maintain our health and fitness, you know, our health as in nutrition, our health as in our fitness and stuff, because we know how hard it, it took to lose this weight. I mean, it was it's really easy to drive through and eat out of a bag, but it's really hard to make the right choices when you're tired, when you don't want to, when it only costs a dollar. And, you know, and you don't, it's think easy and it's quick. It's it, yeah. You don't think that that $1 meal through a drive through, how much is that really costing me? So I think, I think that's, that's uh, a, that, I think that's common struggle. And, you know, for somebody that myself I've lost, I mean, my, my health journey really began about the same time as the, the book journey with Ula, but you know, Jen and I started yeah. the streak for her, the streaking with the cool kids streak in June that she does every year. We st- I started it for the first time in June of 2016 and uh, literally started to lose weight during that streak because I wasn't doing anything physical. And then the momentum yeah. of losing some of that weight, you know, we get to the end of the 30 days and I look at Jen, I'm like, I got no reason to quit. Like, why would I want to quit? Like, yeah. this has been great, you know? And so here we are five years later, we haven't quit. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think that, that that journey, I think that the thing for us that really, for me, that made all the difference in the world was food prepping on Sundays. Yes. That, yeah. that, you know, that discipline of going, okay, I'm going to take two That's hours. A game changer. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take two hours and I'm going to plan all my meals for the week. I'm going to cook it up. I'm going to have it. I'm going to store it. I'm going to be able to pull it that way. That whole convenience of just stopping somewhere for fast food doesn't, doesn't Mm -hmm. then have the same pull because I've planned for it, you know? And I think that that was generally helped me there. And as like a wife and a, you know, a stepmom and stuff like this, one of the stressors for me was, you know, like they, you know, you have to cook lunch and you have to cook dinner and maybe a breakfast, you know, if you're not just walking out the door with coffee, like, trying to come up with all of these food ideas, like for three meals a day, seven days a week is exhausting sometimes. So that's, I mean, so that's where my husband and I are really a great team because um, he makes all of our lunches. Um, We kind of do like yogurts or granola or something kind of simple for breakfast. Um, You know, so that way it's not an extra make, you know, but it's a healthy option. Um, And then he makes all of our lunches and then that are like prepped for the week and then I make dinner every night. So then I'm not coming up with, 
you know, 21 different meal options or even 14 <laughs> different meal options. And, you know, and then we eat a fresh dinner every night. So you're getting a home like cooked meal every day versus, you know, microwaving, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you made for lunch or, you know, something that was, has been sitting for a week, which, you know, it's fine, but you get that, the niceness of a cooked meal. And then we realize that like, not every meal has to be like 27 ingredients. <laughs> You can literally cook a protein and a vegetable and have a, have a nice dinner and it doesn't have to be, you know, I grew up in Kentucky, everything you had, you had meat and potatoes and a vegetable and dinner rolls and, and, and then you had cornbread on top of it because that's what you did. You better stop. Jen's you know? got some drool coming out of her mouth right now. She's a total foodie. So she's, she's I, starting. I, to- I grew up the same way. I mean, that's exactly what, that was my meal every single night. Growing oh, up. Yeah. yeah. I and, missed that. and because and because we weren't, you know, we were, you know, economically not well, you know, as mm-hmm. kids and stuff like, you know, you had to finish your plate, yeah. you know, oh, whether yeah. you were hungry or not, because because the next day, you know, you might not have get as much or, you know, we grew up on a farm and stuff. <laughs> so, you know, if the chicken didn't lay eggs. You weren't eating breakfast that next morning or, you know, yeah. or, or where did that date? Where did that pet chicken go? Like. I, 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 was the, so. I was the one that would uh, sit at the table and we all had to finish our plate, but I'd finish everyone else's plate too. I'm like, if you can't finish <laughs> it, I will. And we were always guaranteed dessert too. So I grew up oh, that same yeah. way. <laughs> it was no dessert. was like a real luxury because oh. like for, for my mom to have to like, well, A, what she do to have to get it from like the grocery store, like ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But for us where we live so far out from like, like the city and stuff, like it was like a big deal for us to go actually go somewhere and get ice cream or yeah. go somewhere or to even just go to the gas station and get to like get a cream. treat from the kids. You know, it was a, it was a big deal because we lived so far out at that time. It wasn't developed as much as it is now. So I think my mom, yeah. I think my mom prioritized dessert. So we had it every night. <laughs> so in order to get dessert, you had to finish your plate. So yeah. I, I would have to help my brothers and sisters out and eat their food, too. It was okay. You had to take one for the team. You had to. I was just that person. It was just, it was your contribution to the family. It's probably where my Teamwork love of food started. Work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We didn't have a dog to feed it under the table, so I guess I was that dog. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah. re- that reminds me of Colby. <laughs> that reminds me of his story about, so I used to make my kids like, oh, you got to finish your plate. I mean, I was like that kind of a, kind of a dad. And yeah. My oldest son has come to us now telling us that he used to he used to come and show us his finished plate. But what we didn't realize is that he had taken his napkin, wadded up all the food he didn't want to eat <laughs> into the napkin. And that was the hand underneath the plate as he was showing us that he had cleared his plate. His hand underneath the plate was holding a gob of food. But yet I could not oh. see that because his plate was clear and it just looked like he had done what I'd asked him he to do. his dessert. That little sneaky <laughs> sneak. He was. He, he did told. Earn it. Yeah. He told us that story he after, and I was it. like, "Oh my gosh, you little sneaky sneak!" I'll tell you what. <laughs> so one yeah. question I had is, um, you know, relative to your ULA journey, obviously it's changed yeah. your your life. And so, what have been the the ULA ripple effects? You know, how has it affected your hubby? Has it affected other family members in your home, or you know, extended family? You know, what what has been the ripple ULA effect? Oh, for sure. So um, definitely like with my husband and stuff, like he's actually in school right now to do, to basically level up in his same job. Um, it's, 
he gets to like actually it's um it's called first assist school where you actually get to be more like a surgical resident and do a little bit more instead of being just the person that like hands the instruments and stuff um in the operating rooms so he's you know still pursuing goals in that way um a lot of our friends have lost weight too because they have seen us do it and are like, well, I mean, that they can do it and they like fat kids stuff like us. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we, we eat at the same places together. So, I mean, they can do it. We can do it too. So, I mean, we have a friend who's lost like over 250 pounds, which has been kind of crazy for him and lots of friends that have lost more than a hundred pounds each in this process. So, um, for us, like where we just, we just moved to this house in January, which has been nice because we moved closer to our family. So um, even that aspect, like, like it's kind of subliminal to them, like where we were was farther away. So we didn't see only like, you know, it was an effort to come to our house. You know, it was like Christmas or birthdays or certain things. But now that we're so close, like they get to see us and we get to see them all the time, you know, and they're like, we're so glad you live closer. We're so glad you live closer. And it's because we had the opportunity to move closer to hang out with them because we had our finances together. So, because that's what, that was one of their things. They're like, you know, we never see you guys. You're, you know, it takes like an hour to get to your house. Like, even though we live in the same city, like it takes an hour to go across. And so like, it's been nice for them. And then for like our kids see things like, you know, like you can't just eat, you know, even though it's great, you can't just eat all this stuff because, you're going to get fat, like, and not that fat is necessarily a bad thing, but like you have to choose, you have to make good choices. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, like, because what's easy is not always best. So you just have to make good choices and stuff. So, you know, they too get a lot of ice cream, but they also finish their vegetables. So, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're pretty active and stuff too. So, so it, it, we feel like it has a good balance in that. So, um, just different things for us, like, uh, or for me personally, it's been nice because, you know, also being an ULA life coach, I get to help other people professionally find their dreams and, and help them work on the things that are specifically bothering them or areas of, that they need to improve um, through the lifestyle framework, through the ULA coaching. So that's been really rewarding for me because, like, I know my story and people see the highlights of my story on social media, but like, there's not a, much of a better feeling to see someone become debt free that you helped. There's not a better feeling to know that like, when they're, when they say thank you, like you changed my life, like, there's nothing better than that. I couldn't agree with you, know? you more. And if, like, you, if there's, you, there's nothing better. If you haven't experienced that, um, there's something that is absolutely life-changing that happens when somebody comes to you and says something like that. It, it is in your best words, best ver the best feeling ever. Like nothing compares to it. Because like I think we're, we're really purposed to come alongside our fellow humans. Mm -hmm. Like that's really what our purpose is, is to help others, right? Like that's why we're all here. We all have different gifts and skills and talents and, and strengths and weaknesses, etc. But like when you, when you help somebody else rise, when you help them change their life, when they 
come back to you and say, if it hadn't been for you introducing me to this or helping me with this, I wouldn't be where I am. That feeling, I want everybody to have that. I want everybody to feel that because to your point, absolutely, one of the best feelings in the world, when you, when you made a significant life altering impact on somebody's life in a positive way. Oh my gosh. Best feeling ever. It's so insane. Like, I mean, and that's why we do mission work and stuff too, because, you know, these, we fly to these different countries and do surgeries and stuff that these, that these people would have never gotten if we hadn't, you know, came to them with our specialties and stuff. And like, they're so grateful because I mean, here you think, Oh, I need something. I can have surgery next week or next month or, or when I schedule it, when it's convenient for me, you know, unless it's like a, a super emergency kind of thing. But like some of these people have health conditions, but that they can only be treated when we come. So that's been like the hardest part with us not being able to travel and do this type of work is that like, we know that there are people there that are literally dying for our health, you know? So we are fortunate to be able to help financially because we can't physically go and assist them in other ways because they're so happy that we're there. And I mean, it doesn't even matter what, it doesn't even matter some days what you're doing. They're just so happy that you're there because they know that you're helping them or their mother or their child to live a better life, to do something that we do here in America, like probably 50 a day at this hospital, probably, you know, 5,000 or more a day at some, you know, across the world or wherever, like simple things. Like I need my gallbladder out, you know, like, People get that out all the time. What is a gallbladder? I mean, do, it's like this place that kind of collects these gallstones. If you <laughs> do, we need uh, it. Do it, we need it, it? it? No, you don't. No, you don't need it. Um, but it can. <laughs> it collects like calciums and stuff, and it helps. Like, um, sounds kind of like gross. Push out your bile. Yeah, it's really gross, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you yank it? What happens if you take it out? Uh-huh. You might want to edit this part out, but <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> you just have to. You just have to go to the bathroom more. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep because, mine in because it, <laughs> it's not. There's not that filter. It kind of filters out some of the grossness of just your body. Even if you're a perfectly healthy person, it filters out. You know, just processes and chemicals and things that we consume or eat or you know mm-hmm. byproducts of things. And so some of those things uh, calcify into you know, gallstones or kidney stones. That's, that's another common Oof. thing. I've had um, kidney stones so myself. Then, Those are not fun. Yes. Let me just say. So, the, yeah. So that's the thing. Like these people, I mean, these people like in Honduras that we go down there, like these people are just walking around with this now because we haven't been since 2019, you know? So they're just having to, you know, suffer with their own ailments of things. It's because we can't travel. So, yeah. So and let's, it's all different services. It's not just like, I mean, we do general surgery, like more like abdominal stuff, but like it's the, it's the dentist and the ophthalmologist for the eye appointments and the people that need joint replacements. And, you know, if you, even if you break like a finger or a toe, like there's, there's nobody down there. Yeah. You know, it's just simple things like that. So. Well, let's, let's just talk about, since we're on the subject of, you know, other countries and world change and impact and, and things like that. You're, you're talking about medical missions, which I'm a, a firm believer in, you know, but let's just talk about this whole 1B7 initiative just for a second. So this whole idea that this framework now digitized, now available to anybody anywhere in the world that they can take advantage of to plug their life into, to live a more balanced and productive, a more faith-filled, a more purpose-filled life. 
you know, just what gets you fired up about it? I mean, like your life changed because of it. Just imagine like how many countries and how many people and plugging their life into it. Like what, what about that specifically gets you all fired up? I think, I think them just being able to have access to, to the same thing. Um, when you really get to talk to other people and through Ula, I've met people all over the world at this point. Like I, I know that I know Australia is 12 hours ahead of me. So, and it's nine o'clock at night, it's 9am for her. So I know I can text her and it's not like 2am in the morning. Um, but to where everybody has the same access to honestly change their lives. Because when we really take the time and talk to each other and relate to each other, we all have the same struggles. We all have the same heart. We all are looking for a greater purpose. We're all looking, you know, to improve our health or finances or situations in our family. Like our hearts are yearning for the same things. And so to have, to allow everyone to have the same access to that, it's like mind blowing to me because it's going to exponentially like have a huge ripple effect in such a technology way, you know, like it's such a modern way. It's not, here's this book anymore, or here you have to, you know, download this website or, you know, read 50 pages. Like you literally have it in the palm of your hand, like your Instagram and can change your life. Yeah. And it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, there's no restrictions. There's no, Oh, it doesn't apply to me or she, Oh, you know, it's accessible everywhere in every, I hope it's in every language. Um, you know, like we might have to work on that part. Yeah. Um, I think, I think they might have a challenge with every language, but it's going to be in a lot of languages. Let's just say that. But it's going to be in a lot of languages. I mean, and, but regardless of our different languages, we all speak the same, the, the same mission. We all want a better life. And when you, really take the time and focus you you just want to live the best life that you can in the time that you're here and do as much good as you can and help so. enough people to live the same and and that's what I get connected yeah. to I'm I'm really connected to this whole mission you know so like I always like to ask my guests this question and uh, I'll ask you so in in your mind like your life has changed so before I ask you the question I'm going to ask you what are what are the <laughs> of the seven f's which two or three F's have seen the most significant change since you adopted ULA. I'll ask that question first, then I'll ask the other one. So definitely my finances has been a huge change. Um, Our fitness has been a huge change. And then I would say family because our, like I said, our personal relationship with each other, um, you know, was so terrible. And when you have mutual friends, it like makes situations awkward and stuff. And so from us to go from such the terrible situation we were in with codependencies and hurts and, you know, past emotional, um, you know, because we didn't get married till we were 35. So we had other relationships and stuff before this. He came with two kids, you know, so to, to be able to overcome the things of those who actually make our family work. And then for our family, for our individual family to be able to do family events and like that, there's going to be a lot of people at this derby on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's been the, probably the biggest changes for us to have made our biggest impact. And then, you know, for our, for our kids too, to, to show them that, you know, not every relationship is rainbows and sunshine. Like it takes yeah, work and don't, it you know, it, you know, it's relationships are hard. I mean, it's a permanent 
to, you know, when you get married, like it's like a permanent, like pain in the butt every day. Like I'm annoying. <laughs> he's annoying. Like, you know, but like the love overcomes it. So <laughs> that's, that is that's great. I, I love that. It's fair yeah. to say then that Ula probably was a big contributing factor to saving your relationship. Would that be a fair statement? Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Because if we hadn't, I mean, if we hadn't fixed like some of things individually, regardless of our relationships together, if we hadn't fixed our, our relationships with ourselves and, you know, our personal goals and, and concerns and things that we wanted, even just, we could have never came together as a couple again. I mean, we were, we were, we were hurting ourselves, but we were hurting each other. So you really have to sometimes step away and be like, you know, I have to work on me first. You know, like they say, put your, put your mask on the airplane first. Like you really have to take care of yourself sometimes first. And it's not selfish because if you cannot take care of yourself, you really can't take care of other people or take care of other things that you want to like nurturing relationships or creating other environment, healthy environments for people. So you really have to, it made a big difference to do these things individually for a little bit first and then come back together and do it together. So Yeah, and I and I've heard that from other couples that it actually has been a major mechanism under which to strengthen the relationship, to find common ground, to find something as a base to then build from. And so I think that that's what you're what you're saying. So so transformed your relationships, uh, family relationships, your finances, and your fitness. And so here's the question I was going to ask you as we as we close out the show. So imagine now, I, I want to hear what you think about this, what your vision of this. Now imagine year seven has come. The one billionth person has now been positively impacted by the ULA lifestyle framework. Okay, the mission is a success. What does the world look like in your mind then? A lot of people that love Jesus because that's the point where, because I've had success in the other areas, some things have taken a back burner like my faith. And so because those other areas are more aligned, I'm able to work more on my personal faith and do some things I never thought about because, you know, like I would have never thought that a 400 pound girl from Kentucky would have be a, technically a wellness instructor now. Like, like I just got certified as a wellness instructor through a faith-based program. So I get to help people live a healthier life that also come to Jesus in that. And I know in ULA it's very non-denominational, but I know the people that will be in my reach are going to be a little bit closer to God. I love that. I love that. I, th- I think it's going to be a kinder, gentler, more open um, I think that hurt people hurt other people. And I think that if Absolutely. I think people that don't have hope hurt other people. And I think that this gives people hope for life change. I think it gives them an example of how to accomplish life change when many of them don't know where to begin or where to start. So in my mind, the world is a kinder, gentler, less envious, more supportive world. And that's what I'm eager to create. I want my kids to inherit a world that's better than the one we own now. Absolutely. I mean, I want, I want, I want the world to look like we, like we made it, you know, like we worked so hard. I want you to feel the joy. Like, like 
I always, I have this like acronym for joy that is Jesus, others, and you, J-O-Y, because you can't experience that joy alone. Like you really have to grab onto other people and bring them with you because it's no fun doing anything by yourself. We're made no. to be with each other. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Lisa, thank you. Thank you so much for your story. Thank you for your heart. I'm, I'm excited to be on this journey of uh, trying to positively impact the lives of the villain people over the next seven years with you. And um, I just want to lift you up and celebrate you. you. You're just an awesome interview. And I and I think that uh, what you've done with your life is an example that others can aspire to. I'm sure that you've given somebody else listening the hope that they too can change their life in a positive way, just like you've done. Absolutely. My job here is done then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you did it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I take, I take no credit. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, and that's the thing. It's not, it's not my story. It's, it's everybody's individual story. Um, I think Dave even just said it yesterday. Um, we're, you know, we're, I'm not the hero and Dave's not the hero and you guys aren't the hero. You guys are the hero of your own story. Because you really have to jump on this framework and make a conscious decision of my life is going to be exceptional. I have, I have been made for so much more and, and this is the way to do it. I love it. Perfectly. Well said in there, mic drop. That's the moment. That is the quote. All right, Jen, I don't know about you, but I thought that was an incredible interview. The immense amount of change that she was able to curate in her life, both spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, using the ULA framework was just awesome. Yeah. I mean, thinking about her husband's journey and her journey, just the weight loss alone and some of the transformation, let alone plugging in and she's just an awesome yeah. human i that, just that, I, it's a big deal too i mean they were both over 400 pounds like, i know such a big deal but to take the framework to mm -hmm. take the principles of what ula talks mm -hmm. about and preaches you know including things like blockers and accelerators right. And she's a testament. They're both a testament to actually living the framework. Yeah. When you live the ULA lifestyle framework, change happens. Magic happens. You curate your best life. Yep. You can move forward with confidence knowing that you have the ability and the, and the, and the framework to really dictate a different course right. for your life. Right. It makes your future brighter. <laughs> so bright. Curates hope. Oh, I like hope. I know. She was a great hope dealer for us. Yeah. Lisa, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being a beacon of hope for others. You were an awesome hope dealer for us on this Revolution podcast. Yes. I appreciate you and you're inspiring others to uh, live their best lives. So yes, thank you. Thank you. All right, Jen, if people want to hear more of our Revolution podcast, how do they uh, how do they connect with us? You can connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at The Revolution Podcast. And we are looking for more active guests to right. interview. If yeah. you think you're living your best life, an ULA life, a life of balance, growth, and purpose, we'd love to hear your story. Love yeah. to hear what you're all about and uh, love to have a chat with you on our podcast. Please and thank you. Yeah, send us a direct message and uh, we'll see if we can't get you scheduled. And uh, Jen, I think we should do another one. I think we should do another Revolution Podcast. What do you think? Next week. Next week, let's okay. do it. Let's uh, do see, it. right now we got a hope train coming. We got to do another revolution podcast. We got to give more stories to give more hope to others for life change. So the train keeps moving down the track. You got it. Choo choo. Get ready for the revolution.